This is Gospel Message Week 66, and the topic is love. We all need love, whether you are young or old, whether you are fat, skinny, medium built, whether you are black, white, or olive color. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to feel loved. For those of us that have any medical training, you will agree with me when I say in Maslow's hierarchy, he has five of them. Love is smacked in the middle of the five. It is a need that everybody has. I am not going to talk about the medical or psychological aspect of love. I'm going to talk about what God's take on love is. We all know God is love. But what does he want us to do about love and how to apply it? We all know what love is according to 1 Corinthians 13. But I want to talk about how to apply it to our daily lives. It's not good enough to know about love and what love is without applying it in our lives. So the Bible verse that we are going to use for this topic today is taken from Mark 12, 31. And the second is like, namely this, namely this, I'm sorry, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than this. Did you hear that? There is none other commandment greater than this. See, the Bible verse is written in red, which means God is speaking. If you read from Mark 12, 29, you will see that the Lord said, this is the second great commandment, brethren. The second, apart from loving God, this is the greatest commandment. And if you miss it again, God wants, God don't want us to miss it. If you miss it, he repeated it again in John 15, 12, saying, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And again in verse 17. And in verse 14, he says, If you are my friend, you will do whatsoever I command you. So if we are friends of God, we should be loving, right? This is not a suggestion. It is not, I'm asking you kindly, or whatever. This is a commandment. It should be treated just the way you treat the commandment to love, not to love, I mean the commandment not to kill, not to steal or commit adultery. See, the word love was mentioned 310 times in 280 verses in King James translation alone. I take it it's more in other translation because King James used charity nine times in 1 Corinthians 13 and in 1 Peter 4. Okay? In the Bible of the Good Samaritans, we all know that story, so I'm not going to elaborate. But when the Jewish lawyer asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? Jesus used the question to challenge the attitude of today. The Bible of the Good Samaritan defines what it means to love your neighbor. In the story, a man is beaten by robbers and left half dead on the side of the road. While he lies helpless on the treacherous thoroughfare, a priest sees the man and deliberately walks by on the other side of the road. Later, a Levite, right, responds the same way when he sees the dying man. Finally, a Samaritan who has no dealing with this man sees the victim and responds. See, their interpretation of loving their neighbor was limited to only those who were of similar background. And we, brethren, and si- brethren brothers and sisters, brethren, we are doing the same today. I got so excited. We are doing the same today. You know, it is easy for us to love the ones that have similar interests as us, the people that love us, the people who are nice to us. Oh, they are from my, my hometown, the people who speak our language. 
It is easy to love them. But the challenge is loving the people who are difficult to love. I call those people religious sandpaper. Do you know why? Because God used them to smooth our rough edges. He uses those difficult patients to build our character. See, everyone, every one of us have one of those. It's either in your workplace, in your home, your church. Someplace, they're there in the store, someplace. Okay? They are very difficult to love. We need the Holy Spirit daily to interact with them. And you know what? That could be one of the purpose God have them in our life. So we could depend on the Lord Jesus, right? You know, I'm not being naive or being ignorant. It is hard to love co-workers who tell lies about you. People who do not say hello to you. People who scream at you. Maybe one day you ask them for something. The drug addict, the drunkard, homeless, the mentally ill, homosexual, people of different race and nationality, people who speak different language than you or different religion. They are hard to love. See, in our church, we pride ourselves as a loving parish, but over and over, we keep getting messages to love. Yes, in comparison to other churches, parishes, we are the most loving, most respected. We might be the most loving, most respected uh, 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 parish, but you know what? The Lord Jesus is our, our greed. We are not to compare ourselves to how other churches are. We can't compare ourselves to other parishes, how they love. Okay, they are not our greed for love. The Lord Jesus is. And he is saying loud and clear daily through messages that we should love. That means we are not doing it according to his standard. Jesus' love should be our standard for love and not other parishes. The Bible says to whom much is given, much is expected. In Matthew 5, the Lord Jesus writes, But I say unto you, love your enemy. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. And he went further to say in verse 46, For if ye love them which love you, what reward are ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you only than others? Do not even the publicans do? Be ye therefore perfect even as your Father which is in heaven. How do you love our neighbor and as ourselves? I'll take you back to the story of the Good Samaritan. When Jesus told the parable, he asked the lawyer, of all these people that are in the story, who do you think was neighbor to the man? And he replied, the one who had mercy on him. In my, own, in my humble opinion, this is the best way to show love. MacArthur writes, mercy is seeing a man without food and giving him food. Mercy is seeing a person begging for Love and giving him love. Mercy is seeing someone lonely and giving him company. Mercy is meeting the need, not just feeling it. Did you hear that? Mercy is compassion in action. I'll repeat it again. Mercy is compassion in action. Mercy is the action God took when he felt compassion and love for us. In the famous verse we all like to recite, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That was mercy. Love shows no partiality. You cannot favor the rich over the poor. Because someone is wearing some expensive clothes, you gave them all the attention, and the person that came in Ankara, you ignore them. You are not showing God's love. Love has no favorite. See, Proverbs 10, 12 says, Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sin. 
This is the kind of love the Lord showed us when the Jews were hitting, kicking, and spitting at him. They mocked him, made him carry his own cross, and, let, and lastly crucified him on the cross. And he responded, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. Because of the love he has for his children, he was quick to forget, forgive them. By forgiving them also, he demonstrated what he told us to do in Matthew 5, 44, to love our enemies, pray for those who persecute you. Even though he was in extreme pain, he was saying, Father, bless them. See, Romans 13, 8 says, Oh, no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. The Lord is saying, if you want to fulfill the law, just love one another. Just love, love people. Treat people fairly. The fruit sharing has been a problem, but then the person who took over, it's not a problem. He has no favorite. Okay? Everybody, it's not just sharing food, sharing food in our daily interaction. How do you treat people? How do you treat other people's kids? Okay? How do you correct people? Do you correct them in love, with love? Do you? Do you correct them nicely or you are rude to them because you don't like them? See, another thing, when people tell you a problem they have, are you genuine concern or are you pretending? You see, you could pretend to man but not God. You can't solve everybody's problem, I know. I'm not naive or, or slow, I know. But have compassion or empathy for them. See, in Acts 3.6, when Peter saw the lame man at the gate called Beautiful, he wanted money. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And we all know what happened. At times, we will not have what the person wants, but we always have prayer. We could pray for them, you know. You, your giving is the only thing you take to heaven. The shepherd has said it over and over and over. I probably hear, hear him in my dream now, on my sleep. You know, your million dollar house or car, you will not take with you. They ask you for money and you have it, give it. You will not take the money with you when you die. If someone asks you and you don't have it, come on now, you don't have it. Okay, but the Bible says in Matthew 5, 42, in the New Living Translation, give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. Okay? My dear brothers and sisters, if you are not in the position to help, God sees also. Join them to pray for God to change their situation or strengthen them to go through it. It's about time we get serious with this thing called love. Love is an art issue. Make adjustments in your heart. Do the best because God will notice your effort. Lastly, in 1 Corinthians 5, there was a brother committing sexual sin in which he was living with his stepmother, the wife of his father, right? And Paul called for the discipline of his brother. He passed judgment on him and asked that this man be thrown out of the church. So let's go to the verse now. Paul writes in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 2 Corinthians 2, I'm sorry, 5 to 8, New Living Translation. I am not overstating this when I say that the man who caused all the trouble hurt all of you more than he hurt me. Most of you opposed him, and that was punishment enough. Now, however, it is time to forgive and comfort him. 
otherwise you may be overcome by discouragement so i urge you now to reaffirm your love for him reaffirm your love for him forgiveness is an act of love mercy and grace forgiveness is god's master key it unlocks everything in our life i heard it said that we love despite the people's character you know they might not be like us they might not be somebody that will stop but you love them despite that okay you love them regardless because why john fifteen twelve says this is my commandment that you love one another as i have loved you brethren this is my prayer today that the lord jesus baptized all of us in his love young and old so we could love madly love the people that are difficult to love so our father in heaven will be happy and will make us perfect in jesus name i pray amen 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 jesus